Another one I'm a bit late on, but it's okay because hopefully I'm not too late to the table of talking about how vastly awesome this movie is. Now, again, I know it's probably one of those movies that's not for everybody. The Northman is definitely a very unique film, and it's one of those films that's sort of created by, you know, people who have that enthusiasm towards telling a story in a very unique way. Now, for those who don't know, this is directed by Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers is the same director who, the same writer as well. He wrote and directed The Witch from 2015. He wrote and directed The Lighthouse from 2019. And The Northman is his first, his third feature film that has been this tremendous. I know, again, we're talking The Witch, we're talking The Lighthouse, they're very unique films, but this guy is also on board doing the Nosferatu remake, and I think he's going to be fantastic at that because I think anything that Robert Eggers has done so far is tremendous. That's my opinion. It's specifically my opinion because I appreciate what The Witch brings to the table. I loved what The Lighthouse did with how it told the story. I should do entries on just The Witch and The Lighthouse if I haven't already. But The Northman is just this journey into the savagery of what the the Viking and the Norse mythology and the lore can kind of bring to the table. Now, he's not the only writer for this film. It's him and a um, a poet novelist that goes by the name of Jean, even though it's not really spelt Jean, it's Jean because he is Icelandic. And this is based on a book that he wrote um, called, hold on, I have to look it up because I don't 100% remember, The Legend of Amleth. Now, what The Legend of Amleth is, is sort of a story that is a direct inspiration, let's say, that to Shakespeare, specifically the story of Hamlet. Prince Hamlet is basically who Shakespeare... Prince Hamlet is the character that Shakespeare created in remembrance of Amleth. And Amleth is this North, this North methodical story or this Icelandic story that is also somewhat the same as Hamlet is. Now, um, I don't believe the Northman was meant to be that because... Hamlet is about um, Prince Hamlet, who is still a prince, whereas in The Northmen, the main character played by Alexander Skarsgård is no longer a prince. It's sort of like this, you know, escape from my father's uh, overruling and then be raised by savages and then come back and then slaughter all the people who wronged my father. And again, okay, so just going off the idea that you have Alexander Skarsgård, you gotta look at this cast. This cast is fantastic. You got Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, William Defoe, Ethan Hawke, and then Anya Taylor-Joy, who is making huge waves right now. This just has this star-studded cast that everybody does a terrific job at what they're meant to play, and it's this very sort of psychedelic journey almost almost this psychotic journey into the the character play the character that Alexander Skarsgård takes up and what it is that he's going through um oh shit the actual character's name is uh, Prince Emleth 
To prepare Amleth for his eventual ascension, the father and son participate in a ceremony overseen by Ovendil's jester, Hamir. Hamir tells Amleth, yeah, Amleth, okay, so his name is Amleth. All right, I, I didn't make that correlation until I was doing the research about what the what the backstory sort of is for, for this movie. So I totally forgot the guy's name was Amleth. Again, this came out in March, and I'm here in November doing the... Um, um, my entry for it. So I know I'm a bit late to the table. I'm not going to remember everything. But what I am going to say is that I, again, I understand that it's not a movie for everybody. The Witch wasn't, The Lighthouse wasn't. Robert Eggers is a very unique writer and director. I also know that based on like its budget, it really kind of just broke even, which stinks. You know, it's definitely, I want to say, the least successful out of his three films so far. You know, I know there was a lot of people who really went gung-ho on The Witch, and I think that kind of did ten times its budget. But I don't think many people really gave The Lighthouse a chance. And even though those two might have been a little bit more successful and this one wasn't, he's still going strong. It's only his third film. And he's very much this director who is closely related to a lot of other directors I appreciate right now, especially my wife. My wife loves directors who are able to tell stories like this between like Robert Eggers, Ari Aster, um, uh, Darren, uh, Aronsfisky. I definitely pronounced that wrong. Hold on. Let me look it up. So I get the correct pronunciation. If you don't know who that is, he's the, um, the director of, um, the movie mother with, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, um, that basically is this very cryptic message, which if you don't know, I should do, you know what, I'm not even going to talk about Mother right now. I'm going to wait to do a complete different entry on Mother, because I think that deserves its uh, its own entry in and, of, in and of itself. So here we go. Okay, Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Okay, so I was close. Aronofsky. So Darren Aronofsky is the um, the writer and director of films like Requiem for a Dream. Fantastic. The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke, like, who didn't like The Wrestler? Black Swan, which I have never seen, but I know that went on to win a bunch of awards. He also has interesting films like Pi, uh, which is a really old, uh, late 90s film that, um, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Uh, he also did Noah with, um, that's the story of Noah's Ark with this guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. And he's also, for this year, he's doing The Whale with Brendan Fraser. It's supposed to be this sort of drama film that's coming out soon. So he's another actor that kind of has this very particular way of telling stories, but the stories he tells are fantastic. Like, if you go from Requiem for a Dream to Black Swamp to Mother, you know, he's got this pattern about himself. Then you got Ari Aster, who is essentially this new kid on the block when it comes to horror movies and the two he's got out so far are just this journey into like rewatching to understand symbolism. Almost he's the writer director of both hereditary and Midsommar. So that's why I put Robert Eggers up there with these guys, because he's just as good as a writer and director as these two other guys because of how he writes and because of how he directs. This is very much um, a movie that even though it's not meant to be historically accurate, it's meant to be accurate towards its lore that it's based in and how it's wants and how it betrays the sort of Vikings and how they take the 
the the seriousness of their gods and who they worship and how they go into battle and what what it is that it's trying to set up the tension it sets up is very very cinematic i really don't understand how this doesn't get enough praise from what i'm seeing right now as i look into it now that i have it opened in front of me just so i can get names correct and whatnot uh let me see reception it grossed 34 million in the united states 35 million in other territories worldwide a little less than 70 what was his budget what was his budget and its budget was 70 yeah so it broke even so i i had a feeling it was um probably the least successful of robert eggers which again that doesn't stop me from wanting to see more and it's odd because rotten tomatoes has it at 89 you know uh metacritic has it at 82 out of 100 it's got a 7.7 on imdb it's got five stars on all these other things a plus b it's it's got ratings it's got good ratings people are saying a lot about it five out of five stars robert ebert all these mainstream things are giving it it's only been nominated for one award result nominated 47th annual saturn awards i don't even know what that is but this film deserves more than just one nomination I mean, again, I, I should say that that's just my opinion, but that's my opinion based on how I appreciate this new way they're doing things. How I can relate it to you is that when Kevin Smith, and I just did an entry about Kevin Smith, and I was watching um, his interview on um, the Your Mom's House podcast with Tom Segura, and he was talking about how it was what it was like for him to make the first Clerks. And how stressful it was for him to try to be this upcoming sort of director and writer. And to tell this story how he wanted it to be told. And when it went on the scene, it was just this idea of this new way of doing things. This new way of doing things was just having good dialogue in movies. Having meaningful dialogue in movies. It was very different back then in the 90s. That now, where we are in the movie industry, maybe this it's just this upcoming idea because this to me, the Northman to me is hereditary. The Northman to me is the green Knight. And I think the green Knight is a completely different director too. I think the green Knight is a guy, David Lowry. I believe his name is the green Knight. the green Knight. the green Knight. Let me look that up really quick. Green Knight. green Knight. green Knight. Yes. David Lowry. I was correct. Oh wow. David Lowry, who is also a musician. David Lowry is a musician, musician for who, or is it just that, there's another David Lowry musician. And it's taking forever to load. Okay, fuck that. Um, so yeah, David Lowry is the guy who did The Green Knight, which came out a year ago. To me, fantastic film. Also based on this sort of Celtic lore, based sort of around King Arthur, but it's more along the lines of like another knight. I forget what the knight is. What else has he done? Pete's Dragon. The Old Man and the Gun. Peter Pan and Wendy, a ghost story. Okay, so The Green Knight is probably his first kind of step away from whatever this is, because I don't think you can really relate Pete's Dragon to The Green Knight. Okay, but still, good for you, David Lowry. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the, the Green Knight, Mother, Hereditary, all of these films are part of this... I want to say new generation of filmmaking, this new generation of story writing that's making this this sort of come up it's in a way. And to me, it's doing it in a good way because I feel like we need 
something else. We need something to stir the pot a little bit. It can't all be Marvel movies. It can't all be the fight for the 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 widespread cinematic universe. It can't all be the fight for the most highly graphical, highly CGI'd fights. And it can't all be it can't all be nothing but action and explosions anymore. Like these films need sustenance, and the Northman has so much sustenance to it. And it's just a testament to what Robert A- Robert Eggers is capable of. And I hope Nasratu lives up to what these three films are. And I can't wait for that. I can't wait for Ari Aster's next one. I can't ra- wait for anything else that these directors have to bring to the table. It also should be no surprise that this is also, I think, produced by A24. If I'm not mistaken, maybe not... But I was I was thinking it was because A24 is the kind of production company that's just kind of given, you know, these these writers and the directors a push to kind of be like, here, make your story happen because we want to be unique. A24 is huge when it comes to unique stories. So I thought it was an A24. I can't really see anywhere whether or not it is. But please, please, I can't wait for Nasiratu. Uh, Robert Eggers, if you ever hear this, ever, probably not, but who knows. I can't wait for Nosferatu, and this film was fantastic, and it deserves way more praise than it's getting.